<sighs> it's finally the weekend, and you decide to go out for dinner. You opt for Chinese food because, duh, it's so delicious. You're seated at a lovely window table and handed the menu and a pair of chopsticks. Now, you're faced with two options. After taking them out of their little paper envelope, what is it that you do? Option A, do you split them straight down the middle after some struggle? Option B, do you break them from the tip where they're glued together? Like the internet has taught you? Well, according to mainstream online knowledge, option B will leave you with half-broken chopsticks. As it happened some time ago, a myth regarding the correct way to use chopsticks appeared on the internet. It claimed that the little marks on the tips of your chopsticks were there to help you to separate the top part. After that, you could turn this piece into a pillow to rest your chopsticks on during the meal. Well, as it turns out, having something to put your chopsticks on is very important. But breaking the top end of a wooden chopstick is not how it's supposed to go. So, once again, you arrive at the restaurant, make your order, and your waiter hands you a pair of wooden chopsticks. This time, you follow option A, breaking the chopsticks in two. And if you really want something to put your chopsticks on, just ask the waiter. They most likely have what you need. Me? I'm the daredevil type, so I just put them on my plate. Now that this is covered, you might spend the rest of the night trying to figure out how to hold the chopsticks correctly. The Chinese have been using chopsticks since 1200 BCE. I was using a fork back then. They started out using them as cooking utensils. But it wasn't until 400 CE that they started using them at the table for eating. This custom spread around, and at one point, the Japanese created disposable bamboo chopsticks that we use today. 40% of the world's population use their hands to eat, 30% use knives and forks, and the remaining 30% use chopsticks. Most chopsticks users are from the East and Southeast Asia, with China, Korea, and Japan leading the race. And just in case you're wondering, yes, there is more than one type of chopsticks in the world. For example, chopsticks in China are the thickest and longest of them all. They're often made from bamboo or melamine and have thick and flat tips. The material is slippery and smooth, which makes holding them even more difficult. Now, say you're having dinner with native chopstick users. Here's what you should do. Plan where you'll rest your chopsticks between bites. You don't want to make a mess, right? So don't put them on the table, you'll get sauce all over the place. Definitely don't place them upright in your rice bowl. I'm not even going to start on how impolite that looks. The best solution would be to ask for a chopstick pillow or a holder and put it next to your plate. But if that's not an option, you can lean the tips of your chopsticks on the rim of your plate or bowl. Also, pay attention to what your chopsticks are pointing at once you put them down. It shouldn't be the people you're dining with. That can be interpreted as disrespectful in certain cultures. Now, here's how you're supposed to hold your chopsticks. Here's your hand and a pair of chopsticks. Try holding them like you would normally hold a pen or pencil. Take a mental picture of what it looks like. Now, never do this again. Try doing this. The thumb over the chopstick, under the chopstick, the tip of your finger. Got it? You have to place your thumb and index finger on the top stick, your middle finger serving as both support for the upper chopstick and as a holder for the bottom one, together with your ring finger. It might sound difficult, but it's really not. Just make sure to get some practice. And remember, if your finger starts sliding down the chopsticks, hold them as close to the top end as possible. This way, you can open your chopsticks wider. If you're almost a pro at handling chopsticks, you can use them while cooking. Just don't use metal ones, though. They are good heat conductors and will also most likely scratch the bottom of your pan. 
There are other types of chopsticks you can use. They are very good in case you decide to cook tempura or fritters that you need to keep turning from one side to the other. And last but not least, never wash your chopsticks in the washing machine. Just don't. They'll probably end up clogging the machine. Wash them by hand, the way previous generations did. Now, moving on to other things you might have been doing wrong. Hey, I don't mean to criticize. I'm just going to point out a few improvement opportunities on things you might have been doing badly, like microwaving leftover food. How many times have you taken your food out of the microwave only to discover it's still cold in the middle? That's because microwaves heat the food closer to the sides of the plate first. Often, the heat doesn't have enough time to reach the middle of your, let's say, delicious spaghetti bolognese. It's more effective to spread your food closer to the sides, leaving some empty space in the middle. There you have it, warm food without much effort. And since we've been talking about food, let's talk chicken wings. Most of us take one, scorching hot, with both hands and take a big bite. But there's an easier way to eat it. Grab the wing by the two little bones, twist them, and slowly pull the bones out. Don't worry, the chicken won't feel it. You'll get a meaty, bone-free chicken wing. After all this eating, make sure you brush your teeth, but make sure you're doing it right. Choose a soft or medium bristle toothbrush, it won't harm your gums, and instead of repeating mechanical up and down movements, choose a 45-degree angle and go with it. This way you'll clean all that sticky plaque. To break in a new pair of shoes, you can ask someone with wider feet to do it for you. Maybe Mongo here. Or you can do something different. First, you'll need to put on a pair of thick socks. After that, use your hairdryer to blow hot air on one of the shoes and walk or jump around your home for a minute or so. You'll notice that your shoe has become warmer and softer. Now repeat this process with the other shoe. Now, if you still think the only use of nail polish is to make your nails all nice and pretty, you might be in for a surprise. Nail polish has unique waterproofing and adhesive properties which makes it pretty useful when you need to create protective seals. So, if you've chipped a ceramic jug and glued it back together, try applying a layer of colorless nail polish. Now the crack is sealed, and your jug is ready to be used again. And if you don't want to seal envelopes, if you still use them, you can apply a coat of nail polish on the corners of the envelope, close it, and put it in the mail. And now, some real magic! You know how the tips of your shoelaces might get frayed? Hey, sometimes I get afraid. Well, you can twist the loose ends together, dip the ends of your shoelace into clear nail polish, and it will lock itself together in place. You can also do that if you have some difficulties with threading a needle. Dipping the thread in nail polish will make its tip firmer, and it'll make it easier for you to pass the thread through that tiny eye of the needle. Now, if you're a fan of Gatorade, I'm sure you'll be surprised to know that you've been drinking it all wrong. At the bottom of every bottle of Gatorade, there's some space. You can use it to keep the cap. This way, you'll never lose it when drinking Gatorade again. So who doesn't like to add some ketchup to that delicious hot dog? But you might be storing it incorrectly. Should you refrigerate it or not? Commercially made ketchup typically contains tomato, sugar, and vinegar, which give the sauce its specific acidity. The vinegar is actually what keeps the condiment preserved and safe to eat. That's why ketchup doesn't need to be refrigerated to avoid going bad. So, you can clear up that refrigerator shelf space and leave your ketchup in a cupboard at room temperature. But never leave it sitting in the sun on a hot day. When you go to open it, it will explode all over you in a big red mess. I speak from experience. 
And finally, if you want to cross out a word on a page, try writing several random letters over it. This way, the combination of letters will make the word impossible to read, and your secrets will remain safe.